Welcome to Life Skills 101, Skills for a Digital Age, sponsored by the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network and True North Homeschool Academy. True North offers live online classes, clubs, ebooks, and more. From special needs to parent classes, True North builds a community through digital format in an age of loneliness and desolation. Our host, Lisa Nearing, is a homeschooler with five kids who was homeschooled with her husband, Dr. David Nearing, for 27 years. They are committed to equipping fellow homeschoolers and Christians with the tools they need to navigate a complex world in need of a savior. Now, without further ado, Lisa Nearing. Hey everybody, it is Lisa Nearing from True North Homeschool Academy, and I am here once again with Life Skills 101, Life Skills for Digital Age. And today I'm joined by one of our teachers, Laura Nolette. Laura, so glad you're here today. Thanks for joining me. I'm glad to be here. Thanks for inviting me. Yeah, we are going to talk about something that I think all parents at this point in life are thinking about, and that is tech skills and how tech skills are valuable life skills. And Laura, tell us a little bit about your background. To me, it was a surprise. You know, like when I was in college, the people that went into computer science were the really nerdy smart people. And I think you're one of them. So tell us a little bit about what you're bringing to the table with tech skills. <laughs> sure. Um, way back when I was a little girl, my dad actually was um, get, got his master's degree in a computer modeling of fluid flow. He's an um, aeronautical engineer. And... Um, and oh, my so, word, really? That's yeah. amazing. Wow. And so um, he was in the Navy for years and a pilot. And so um, I was introduced to computers as a little girl by him. So as soon as they were available to buy in the home, my parents got us this little Radio Shack computer. So we had a computer at home. And um, my high school, everybody, you know, was encouraged to take typing. And I did that. But they also offered this computer programming class. So I was able to take a half a half a year of basic programming. And this was back when the machine didn't even have its own hard drive. You had to put discs in it just to start the machine. And everything, the screens were black and gold. And, and it was just, there was so little you could do compared to what we have right now. So um, I went to school. I actually didn't complete my degree at that point. I, um, I completed two years and got very ill and couldn't keep going with school. But I was actually pursuing a degree, um, mathematics and computer engineering degree. And so when I got out of college and went to work, had typing skills from high school, so I got secretarial jobs. And then they found out pretty quickly about my computer background. So my official government title was um, information system specialist. Software wow. specialist is another yeah. name for it. But um, And... Because of what little programming I had learned, I was able to learn all these software programs really quickly. And this was all 35 years ago. So yeah. <laughs> I was there when the internet was not even born yet. I mean, we had, we called it the mainframe and mm -hmm. it got linked with all these other government agencies and colleges and poof, we one day had the internet. And, and so, um, you know, when shortly after really started seeing the internet moving, I started learning how to program websites and um, continued doing um, creative work on the computer. I um, would digitize church logos for them and things like that and, um, and do um, company logos for business, small businesses. And that has just continued to develop. And, and now I work with my business partner 
Um, we write homeschool education, Powerline Productions, mm-hmm. powerlineprod.com. There's my little plug for myself. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I make book covers with, with different software programs and, and train people on how to use different kinds of software programs and teach classes. Yeah, awesome. And you're teaching a couple classes for us at True North Homeschool Academy with more to come for this spring. And we'll talk about those in just a minute because I want to make sure we get a plug in for those. But we want to talk about um, what tech skills do parents need to make sure their kids leave home with before they go. And I think as a as a parent who doesn't consider themselves very techy, though I work on tech all day long, every day, it can be overwhelming. Like, how much do our kids really need to know? And and what takes them what you know, you want to keep your kids safe, you want to keep them equipped. And how do you balance all that? I guess it's my real question to you. Like, what is the basic stuff and how to put really decent guidelines for them around that? Well, our life is so internet focused right now. Um, internet safety is a really big deal. And honestly, you can't really understand internet safety without understanding how a computer works, basics of that, how a computer works and how these different kinds of attacks coming at you work because i mean i know what a trojan horse is but you may not know what that is i know how damaging it can be because i know how the computer works and how it links to the internet in different ways so you know as far as like that's some people consider that more higher computer science but a really a single semester basic computer science class can give a student the kind of tools they need to be able to understand the basics of how a computer works, how it connects to printers. It would, wouldn't it be nice if your printer started doing something weird and you could tell from looking at it basically what the problem is without having to spend hours on hold with or in a chat room with somebody trying to figure it out for you, troubleshoot it for you. If you could do it yourself, and it doesn't mm-hmm. take a, toll, a lot, of course, type, typing, you know, we both mm-hmm. have talked about that touch typing is really helpful because you yeah. can type faster. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the nice thing about computer programs and apps in this day and age is they use a lot of the same words and they put them in the same menus and, and places. They didn't used to do that. Yeah. And so if you know what the basic things like that are, you can put pull up just about any app and kind of know where you're going to go to find what you need to do. Mm-hmm. And so again, a basic computer science class usually covers that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And so if I were to teach a class that involves um, teaching a student how to use things like a word processor, it doesn't matter which one you use. Some of those words are going to be the same and they're going to be in the same places mm-hmm. and you're going to be able to figure out, I may teach you word, but you could pick up word perfect or some mm-hmm. of the free ones and find what you need to do the same way. Mm-hmm. I love that. And you are going to be teaching a basic computer um, science class this spring through True North and then a full year one beginning in the fall. Right. Super excited about that because I think um, you can find a lot of online self-paced computer science classes. They're readily available, but having a teacher who has the experience and the expertise and the life behind them to help the student guide and direct them can be so powerful, take them so much further faster. I think so. A lot of students can't learn from just looking it up on their own. And a lot of times they don't even know what words to look up. And so 
that really helps a lot. I mean, it is a whole language of its own mm-hmm. working with computers. And if you don't know even what to look for, you know, search engine optimization, it comes at both ends. It's a word you may have heard, a phrase you may have heard. You want to make your website so that search engines can find you. But then when you're using a search engine, you want to know what words to use to find what you need. Mm-hmm. And so you're not, you know, filtering through millions of websites right. when you can zoom in on what you need. And so it does help if somebody's there who can walk you through all that and get you closer to where you want to be. Right. I love it. So the basic, uh, some of the basic things we need to really equip our kids with before they leave high school is just a basic computer science class because computers are here to stay. Your kids live in a tech world and that's just how it's going to be. Um, (laughs) Yeah. And then touch typing. So, so helpful. Oh my gosh. Yeah, Yeah, I think so. I mean, I have a husband who's gotten really fast at two finger typing. <laughs> I mean, it's it, writing isn't his job. And so he doesn't have to do more than that. But yes, so some people can get really fast with that. But I can type 70 words a minute. So and more when I really get going. Yeah. So, you know, I can keep up with someone speaking by typing yeah. and, and taking notes. And so, wow, it's so nice when I'm in a Bible study or I'm in church and I've got my laptop, I can just type away and get pretty much the whole transcript done while we're going. That's so, amazing. So nice. Yeah, it's yeah. nice to be able to refer back to that. Some people just have it. I mean, I've got a lot of music background, too. So I've got great hand-eye coordination. So that's the advantage that I have yeah. over some people. Not everybody can type that fast. They just they just can't. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. It's just, you know, we're all different. We're all different. Yeah. And the other thing about touch typing, teaching your kids to do that for anybody who has processing disorders or learning disabilities, typing can really maybe kind of get over some of the mechanics that they struggle with so yeah. that they can access content, which can be really helpful to to kids. Um, Absolutely. We weren't even getting into that, but I've known a lot of, in my own family, my um, siblings and, and my children and our friends and kids I've worked with, writing is very difficult for them. Um, for whatever reason, it's different for everyone, but typing, no problem. Right. Yeah. So, it's just like, a different brain access, I guess, but yeah. I guess, but if they could, if they could type it up, they would be fine. If they, mm-hmm. if they have to understand how to use basic word editing, you know, mm-hmm. word processors or something to be right. able to do that. And so, right. yeah, really helpful. Okay. You had mentioned too, that um, tech skills are really an avenue for self-expression. And I love that you said that because I think naturally I wouldn't go there, but as a computer person that was on your list. So tell us about that. Well, I, I'm, I'm an artistic person myself. I love to draw. I may not be the best drawer, but I love to do it. And I love to paint and, um, I'm an, uh, but honestly, you know, pulling out the paints and the easel and the cleaning apparatus and all that, it gets very discouraging for me. And I don't, I've never lived in a place where I can have a room, just my studio. Mm-hmm. And so it's been discouraging to my artistic expression to have to pull out supplies, but with my computer, I can just pull it right out. Now I have a tablet and on my tablet, I use something called Procreate. It's a $10 app that I got on my iPad and I can, I can paint on that. I can draw on that. I can sketch on that. I can jot down ideas. You know, even if I want to, I could use it as a notepad if I had to. But um, one of the first things I learned when I got the computer job at um, the government office 
was we used something called Corel Draw. It was like the first time I ever used a mouse and and all that. And um, it's called Vector Graphics. And um, Adobe Illustrator does vector graphics also. And um, it's really great because if you're if you've got like an idea for something to draw, but you're not a great sketch artist, it uses shapes and lines that you can curve any way you want. So it makes drawing possible for someone who isn't really a drawer. Mm-hmm. And um, and it's so fun. And then like even illustrations that were made in it, you can actually like if, if the guy is like this in your illustration, but you want him like this, you can do that. You can move his hands up. And so for, for someone who likes to do that kind of thing, it's really fun. And then, of course, there's things like Photoshop for editing photos. And with Photoshop, not only can you edit like a picture of me here, but I can change this picture over here. And instead of it being this, it's going to be a big square um, informative sign, mm-hmm. you know, and um, I can make memes that way. You know, you see the memes with the text across the bottom of them. That's where you do these kinds of things is yeah. these kinds of software. There's lots of free ones out there that don't do as much, uh-huh. but you know, like with Photoshop, you can make an old wrinkled face look beautiful and young. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, um, uh, yeah. So well much fun. Yeah. yeah. And you're teaching Photoshop this year too. And that has I, been super excited to offer some of these STEM tech kind of classes, because again, our kids are going to live in this world where, Having just a simple skill, well, I say simple now, you know, like Photoshop, can they can actually have a job with that. You know, this is they don't have yeah. to go to college with it. They can actually have a full-time job doing that type of work. Well, I was just talking to a young man a couple of days ago, and um, he his first job out of high school was working at an airport throwing luggage. You know, I mean, he, he was going to college and he was thinking, I'm going to be an entrepreneur. I'm going to have a business and trying to figure out what he was going to do. Well, in the course of learning photography, he loves photography. He had to learn Photoshop, right? That's part of that line of work. And um, he caught the attention of a political candidate. And so now he is doing political posters and he's helping all these politicians make their posters look more professional. And then one of the guys loved him so much. He's like, I need you to be my campaign manager. So here now he has a whole new career dropped in his lap that he never imagined would be possible. And it started with Photoshop really. Mm -hmm. So, So it's amazing how your job opportunities can just flow when you really work at something like expressing yourself through a computer program. Right, right. And the you other way, mentioned- sorry, I wanted to mention one other way to express yourself. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. And that is web design, web development. There's lots of free options out there for making your own website. And I can't even remember the name of all of them. But, you know, you go to a website, they help you build a website. Every single time I've ever met somebody who did one of those, they're like, yeah, it was great until I tried to do dot, dot, dot. And there's there are only so many things they can do. Well, if you understand how that website was made, you could do the dot, dot, dot and and change that website. So a lot of times I've helped people and we'll use one of those basic programs. And then I go in and I add the extra code to do that extra thing that it wouldn't do for them. And so another way my, um, my clients or myself, I can express myself. They can express their message the way they want to. And, um, you know, if your WordPress theme doesn't make your text big enough, do you know how to change it? So it's making the text bigger. Yeah. Most people say, no, I have no idea. But if you know a little bit about web design 
and coding that way, then you can do it. So yeah, that is, I love how you how you're bringing in web design as a creative endeavor because so many people I think with I think especially since the pandemic, so many people went online. They made that transition, and of course, to really function online, if you're not at the mercy of social media, you really need a website. Yeah. And um, and you can make a simple website on your own, but to make a website that sells and that is SEO um, optimized and all those kind of things does take a little bit more um, behind it. So again, so where would somebody learn that? Would they would they learn that in a basic computer science class or a web design class or? Usually it would be a web design class. Um, I'm not sure if it's up for sale right now, but I actually wrote a basic web design class made for homeschoolers. It's actually, I actually managed to bring Jesus into it. So it is Christian based. All of my samples involve things like Peter, Paul, <laughs> Mark and John. <laughs> and so, um, but we're, we're getting that back up. I had done some, I'm doing some editing on it. So we pulled it down for a little bit, but, um, and I'm hoping at some point we'll be adding it to True North as yeah, a class. Definitely. And, um, but there are online classes. There are right now other options. There are books in your local bookstore on how to do it. I learned from a free website when I was first doing it um, years ago. And I try to keep up with, you know, they, they change what you should be doing. Right. You know, there are conventions that they change periodically. And that's why I have edited the book. But um so that's a really good way to learn it. And again, it's one of those situations you can learn free online if that's the way you learn. But if you need somebody to walk you through it, mm-hmm. find a class. Yeah, I do think like some of the um, I think the web design for dummies, the four dummies series is actually super helpful. But some of the some of the books that I bought, if you purchased in that line or others like them, if you don't have a basic vocabulary they can be very difficult to access the information from. Yeah. So you you have to have a starting place. It seems like on some level to learn on your own, unless you just have the time to put into it. So right, yeah, it helps to have a teacher. It really yeah. does. I mean, I've even sought out online video teaching programs for some of the skills that I've picked up mm-hmm. um, in my age. Yeah, Grandma. in your age. <laughs> I'm a grandma, so I can say hey. <laughs> you are a very young looking grandma. Um, I love I love how you, what you're really talking about is learning computers. You have been a lifelong learner. You have never stopped learning and updating your skills. This learning computer and tech skills really helps develop a growth mindset in some ways because you have to stay current, right? Like you can't oh, just yeah, get absolutely. stuck because the tech is going to go forward. <laughs> yes. And I. I think it encourages lifelong learning. I also think it actually improves organizational organizational skills for um, students and uh, anybody who learns it. For you to learn how to program, see, you could learn how to make your own apps for your phone, and then you could sell them and make money on it. You could learn to make um, apps and programs for computers and, again, sell them and make money if they get good. But to do those things, you really have to learn a uh, very organized structure to work with it. Um, when I was doing programming in an office professionally, I was always asked to come in behind somebody else um, to fix things. And they would be so sloppy. I'm like, well, no wonder it needs fixing. Yeah. And I would, you know, neaten it up and get it all organized. And so um, if somebody really does pay attention and learn how to program properly to code well, they do learn about organizational skills. They do learn the importance of keeping things tidy, even in the computer. I mean, I've had 
friends who laugh at me because I have all these folders in my computer and, you know, I don't just have a photos folder. I have a photos folder of my family and a photos folder of my church and a photos folder of school. And under school, I have this school, True North Homeschool mm-hmm. Academy. I have the co-op I teach at and, you know, and yeah. my photos are organized. And yeah. if I know the topic or where it was taken, then I can find my photos based on the folder. I do my music the same way by um, artists. I love it. I We have been using a project management um, system at True North for those, you know, for doing all the things that we do and making sure we get new products and teachers and programs and content out in a, in a, in a way that makes sense. And seriously, since using that, I am like such a global thinker. I think in Venn diagrams, everything's kind of connected. I can tell you how, but it is very different than working on a computer system or project management system where it's very hierarchical. But I'll tell you, we've gotten probably more put out in the last couple months than we have Prior to that, because of that serious structure and just being able to pull people in really, really easily. So I just, I like, just really want to like highlight that for families. If your kids are really struggling, which I think a lot of tweens do because their brains are reorganizing and stuff, but even high schoolers, as they do this big, massive growth spurt and their brain reorganizes for adulthood, your kids are learning critical thinking skills with computers, um, skills, they're learning creativity, how to collaborate, all sorts of great soft skills. Yeah, it's really yeah. good stuff. Yeah, and we're moving. I mean, we saw because of COVID, so many of our schools had to move online, at least for part of the time. And there were so, I mean, I've got in-school teachers um, I'm related to and friends. And they had so many problems with, you know, communicating with the kids through the computers because the family just didn't know what to do with this thing. Right, and, right. And so, you know, we, we open up so many different options for ourselves if we at least understand some of the basics. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, because then you have job opportunities right from your home. Watch, boy, you know, when I was working, my job paid this much, right, this much. Mm-hmm. But then I had my, my travel expenses and my babysit. And we honestly, I stopped working because all my expenses to yes. get to work were higher than my income. Yeah. It just wasn't worth it. And I didn't have that. Relatable. Yeah. (laughs) Totally. Yeah. I just, I was paying so much for childcare. I had two kids when I, when I stopped working and um, they were still really little. So that was before homeschooling became an issue. And, um, but you know, all, a lot of families need these. I have a daughter-in-law with health issues and her husband can often work from home because what he does is on a computer. And so, um, you know, when I tried to work from home, when I worked for the government, I had to pay 25 cents per minute for the phone line. So if I went on for anything, it was for a very, very brief moment. Yeah. Yeah. It has changed so much. I think the pandemic really showed us all that so much is transferable to computer work. Not everything, of course, but you can at least do part of your work from a computer and that can be at home or we were just talking before the show about hotel rooms and, and, um, <laughs> and working while we were on vacation and the things you see and the things you don't see when you're working um, yeah. from remote locations. But I think it just gives, we, we've talked so much on this show about how our kids are going to work in a gig economy that, that, you know, a lot of our, a lot of our kids are going to go from gig to gig. And so having computer skills really allows them to have transferable skills from job to job as they do those gigs. 
Um, tell us about some job opportunities. You've mentioned a couple already, but I know you have more. Sure. Different administrative positions, and those can be done from home or remotely or from in an office. And it used to be you just had to know how to type well and file well, and usually that was enough for administrative, skill, administrative skills. But now they're looking for things like you need to know how to use a word processor, not just be able to type. You need to know how to use a spreadsheet program. You may know Excel. And um, and that deals with, you know, tabulating numbers and creating charts and pie charts and line charts and all that kind of stuff. Um, PowerPoint presentations are huge right now. We're doing them online. There's different there's different presentation softwares that you can use, but they a lot of them use kind of the same concepts. I know Google has all of these products too. And um and then there's something called desktop publishing, which is very similar to um Word, but it's a little more it's more advanced, which means you have to do everything more manually. It's a weird contrast, but anyway, um, and that's for when people are doing um, newspapers, newsletters, publications of books, those kinds of things. Um, marketing is a huge, huge, huge field right now. Everybody needs to market. You know, if you have anything for sale, you've got to market. If you're um, any kind of a personality, political or even... Um, like self-help gurus or anything like the teachers even now, yeah. um, you need to be able to market yourself. Well, things like being able to write your own websites, using um, programs like Illustrator or um, Photoshop and being an understanding about search engine optimization. Um, that's you know, all things that are important skills in marketing. And if you go to college and get a marketing degree, you're going to learn a lot more, but you're going to definitely learn those things and what to do with them. Um, of course, programming and also called coding are giant jobs that um, young people go for. Um, game design is what most young people think about. Oh, yeah, I want to be a game developer. And yes, that's exciting. And it's an option, but it's kind of like being a pro football player. <laughs> like you could be good, but you have to be really, really good. to get to be the 1% of the 1%. <laughs> yeah, something like that. And so I've got a I've got a son who's actually pursuing that degree, but I've got family members who extended family members who are really deep in that industry. So hopefully he can get, you know, connections. Mm -hmm. But um but you know, and then it's not even guaranteed for him. And so anyway, um but believe it or not, people don't think about this, but banks and biz big businesses um, they all need computer programmers because they all have their own computer systems. Most of them don't use all of these things that um, that are out there. My brother made his career doing computer programming for businesses, and his company sent him all over the world to help people with their computer programming um, in their business. So um, those are um, well-paying, good jobs for um, people to get. The music industry... Everybody loves music. I know not everybody loves music, but I love music. But so they should. <laughs> yes. If they don't, they should. <laughs> but so much of the music industry uses computer programs. I mean, people, yes, live music is what it is. You get it. But most anything you hear that's been recorded in any way, it's gone through a computer. Somebody has tweaked it. And so if you can learn the music programs, I mean, GarageBand is the one that Apple does. And a lot of kids know, a lot of people know because it's there and it's easy to get to. But there's a lot of even more powerful ones that do a whole lot more with it. And then the movie industry is another. If you want to get involved in the movie industry and you're not an actor, you know, the one percent again, 
Um, there's tons of jobs for, um, of course, there's writers, but then there's all those behind the scenes people that you don't normally think about that that movie would not happen without a lot of computers being used. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the camera is only actually a small part of the job in making a movie. Right. And, and, and the young man that got into politics, he, his politician is, has been interviewed for this documentary and they're doing a, an event with it. And he was telling me, you know, the documentary guy needs a computer person to edit his photo better. I mean, his video better. So it it makes a difference in whether a video or a movie will sell or be seen. And, you know, everybody wants all the views on YouTube. Well, if your video doesn't look good, nobody's going to view it. You know, and I want to mention something along with the movie industry. Businesses hire video editors and video producers way more than you think. I mean, we do a lot of videos behind the scenes to train our teachers and to train people on our LMS. And that's a really big industry as well, is creating um, business videos for training and and things like that. Oh, absolutely. I do know people that are involved in that. I know a young man whose job is to create the videos for a company that trains tile installers. I mean, We have beautiful, you know, tile in our homes and tile cabinets and counters and they break and somebody needs to come fix them. Well, how do they learn how to do it? There are schools and they, you know, it's a lot easier to show a video over and over than it is to bring in another countertop and fix it in front of a class. Exactly. Yeah. That's just a very, you know, very isolated example. But yeah, video, the movie industry is more than just Hollywood and what you're paying $15 to go to the theater. Or watch. <laughs> $15. Wow. <laughs> it used to be a lot less. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. So, so many job opportunities for our kids. Um, and just something to think about as the cost of college skyrockets and we kind of wonder is the return on our investment for college really worth it? I I'm encouraging all parents and, people ready for college age to really think about the return on the investment. How much are you paying? What do you get back? What is your, what is your salary going to likely be? What kind of lifestyle do you want? Because with a lot of these computer um, jobs, you don't need a degree. You need certifications, a lot less time and a lot less money outlay to get the certification. So a lot to think about. Um, Laura, you're going to teach, you've been teaching for us all fall and like all true North teachers, you jumped into one class and have more than one. <laughs> so thank you. Thank you. Um, and you are going to be doing some spring classes for us. Do you want to tell us about those? Well, the first class that I'm adding is, um, computer science, um, intro to computer science, we'll call it. Um, it's going to give the history of computers as well as a basic understanding about how to use one. Um, even down to a bunch of little details that most people never think about, but they actually make a difference in understanding. And even when you're starting to talk about, I want to upload pictures, I want to upload videos, you need to understand why your video got rejected because of the size. Mm -hmm. So we're going to cover all that. When it becomes a full year class, we're actually going to add on to the end of all of that um, lessons on how to use word processors, um, spreadsheets, and presentation software. Awesome. <laughs> More things too. Um, that's the first class. And then the second class is computer illustration. I'm going to mainly work with um, Adobe Illustrator with the students. And I'm going to refer to CorelDRAW too, but they don't, they're not going to need that one for it. Um, I just want to show them how there's multiple options in doing it. 
but we're going to learn how to make illustrations. And um, if you think about the difference between Photoshop and Illustrator, I, I think I told you this. Well, yeah, I asked you, why yeah. should we add this class? <laughs> well, you have Photoshop, you have photos. And photos are very, very complex images. They have thousands of little dots of color all over the place. But an illustration, while they can get relatively um, complex, um, they usually don't because the file size just gets so huge. And they're simpler, they're cartoons, they're um, illustrations. Yeah. And so um, you can actually do an illustration in Illustrator and then bring that into and add it to a photo. So you can do, I mean, like you can do something silly, like I could put a cartoon horse in here with me mm -hmm. and, um, or more serious things like yeah. turning a photo into um, an informational meme. And right. um, so, but um computer illustration through uh, Illustrator, yeah. I've used to create logos. A lot of logo design is done in there. So anytime you want to, anytime you want a um, start a new company or you want to sell a new product, you need to have a logo, you need to have a brand yeah. and the brand involves the logo. Well, in Illustrator, you can create all of that. Very and cool. you can put together a whole media package for a new company. And um, so that's the, um, the difference between those two classes and why it's helpful to have both skills. Mm -hmm. And I try to um, point out, teach things in a way, like I said, programs as you go across, they have a lot of the same vocabulary. They have a lot of the same menus. And so I try to teach the students how to use these programs. So for instance, if you're always using Adobe Illustrator, but you you know, come upon CorelDRAW, you'll know where to look for what to do. I mean, I used CorelDRAW for 20 years and then started finding more opportunities with Adobe products than the mm -hmm. Corel products. I still keep both on my computer, but mostly I'm moving in Adobe world because it integrates better with other things I'm using. Mm -hmm. And so it's anyway, so that's yeah. what I'm teaching. And I hope I can help um, students learn how to um, use their computer to express themselves. I mean, that's the bottom line. And by express themselves, I don't mean just to talk about their feelings. I mean, we have important issues all around us right now. And, you know, if you're going to be on social media and you've got an audience, say something important, say what right. you believe and, and get it out there and do it in a way that's creative mm -hmm. and eye-catching and and clear, you know. Yeah. And I, I'm a big fan of making sure that your image clearly communicates what you're trying to say. Yeah. And so we try to teach students how to do that. I love it. I love it. So these are classes that are real-world skills. Your kids can utilize them throughout the rest of their life to have a nice little side hustle or develop into a full-time thing right. um, or to just have fun with. Um, I love the fact that you're saying we want our kids to express themselves because computer programming, I don't think a lot of people realize, takes writing skills. Um, it takes editing skills. When you're doing a meme to just make one image that's powerful and effective, that takes a lot of work. I mean, a lot of critical thinking skills, again, and creativity, collaboration, all the things. So right. if, um, I'm going to put all the links to Laura's classes because she's teaching other classes as well, including Photoshop, um, which is like she touched on that a little bit today. Um, and you can just click the links in the show notes and go and check out the classes. Um, any parting thoughts as we finish? This has been so informative and so great, Laura. Thank you so much. But any closing thoughts as we just wrap up this session? I, I don't. 
I don't want people to be afraid of their computer. I There's so many things they can do, and it really isn't that difficult to get a fundamental knowledge that you can really make use of. And as a family, you can do so much. Um, you can get so organized with homeschooling, especially. I, you know, I was able to do so much with my homeschooling my kids that other parents couldn't because I knew how to use all these programs. So, you know, moms and dads could even sit in with their kids to learn what their kids are doing and, and benefit from it, especially if, you know, you've got a high schooler taking one of my illustration classes and then you're learning with them, you know, when they're doing their homework or whatever then you can make products for your younger kids when you have ideas. So oh. it's, it's not just for students. I think it, this could be something that don't be afraid of it. It can benefit mm-hmm. the whole family. Yeah. The, that's a good parting word. Laura, thanks so much. I love talking to you. You have so much energy and great ideas. So thanks for joining me today. And um, you guys will be back next week. So um, check out the show notes for this week and we will talk to you all soon. Thanks everybody. Thanks. We're so honored that you're listening and that you share this podcast, Life Skills 101, with your friends and family. Every time you share the show and post about it, it really makes our day. Make sure you subscribe and download this podcast so that you never miss an episode. You can subscribe so that you get alerted to each and every show. Leave a review for this podcast, Life Skills 101, Life Skills for Digital Age. We're so honored that you're listening. Until next time, this is Lisa Nearing from True North Homeschool Academy. We'll talk to you soon.